Women do it all. At least we try to. The kids, the house, the partner, the business, it's a lot. The mom is the sun in her universe, the nucleus in her family. And high achieving female executives, CEOs and entrepreneurs want to be the best at everything all at once. But what about us? Our healing, our happiness, our health. There is a way to easily put ourselves first so that we can be the foundation we want to be for everybody else while we are thriving. Join me as I teach you how I learned to take care of myself consistently and without feeling any mom guilt. You can take care of you, feel great, and run your business and home with ease and harmony. Come reawaken your truest self so you can be the happy center of your dynamic world. I'm Katie Noel, the Quantum Health and Mindset Coach. Your health and happiness is only a quantum healing journey away. Hello, busy ladies. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to our weekly live at 5.55. I'm Katie Noel. I'm known as the Quantum Health and Mindset Coach, and I help ladies to develop the ability to be successful by training their subconscious body and healing deeply with Reiki and energetic healing. Um, I'm talking to you today about how to raise mindful children. So um, my entire career is based on helping adults to anchor in consistent habits of doing the things that they know that are very good for them. This includes all different types of wellness, right? Mental, physical, and spiritual wellness. And that looks pretty eclectic. There's a lot of activities that um, are included in, in somebody's wellness practice, right? This goes out to diet and the kind of people that you surround yourself, the kind of media and content that you digest every day um your your fitness obviously and then you know mindfulness meditation yoga journaling all of these different things and healing deeply with energetic healing um as much as i love seeing women bloom and and i know that's my calling i also loved the many many years that i worked with children and taught them a lot of these mindfulness skills and I've learned a few things over the years that um, I kind of think that would really serve parents to know going into how do I raise mindful kids. So let's just first define a little bit what mindful kids might mean. It's going to be different for everybody. Okay, so before I jump into that, if you're catching this live, please let me know you're live. Sometimes I forget to turn my comments on. I think I will see them. I'm pretty sure I turned them on. And let me know you're live, that you can see me, that you can hear me. Um, and any questions you have, put it in the comments. Um, and if you're here watching the replay at another time, please also just say hello. Help all of our members to see this live. And, you know, put your comments and questions in, in the comments. Because, you know, I do have so many years of working with kids teaching mindful activities. And it's beautiful. And it's a fun thing to do, and kids take to it very naturally. However, the reason that I work with women is because um, what kids really need is for their mom to be okay. I do see that the mom is the, the sun, the moon, the stars, the center of the universe, the nucleus, the everything. And so when you heal the mom, you heal the family. Um, that being said, that doesn't mean that we don't try to pass this on to our children. And there are three tools that I would 
um, always, always suggest be the number one priorities in trying to help your kids to grow up to be mindful people. Um, this is going to be a little bit of an unpopular opinion. I do not think that what you should be doing, most importantly, I do not think the most important thing to raise mindful kids is to do yoga with them and to do meditation with them and to do these things with them all the time. Here's the reason why. I have found that most parents do not have the time and the drive to do those sort of things with their children and do it for themselves. And so you turn into this old paradigm of being a helicopter parent. Now, a helicopter parent is usually associated with behavioral stuff a lot more than mindfulness activities. But it's almost worse when it's with mindfulness, right? Imagine a helicopter parent who's running around all the time, never taking care of themselves, never doing these things and implementing this alone time, this sanctity of their own quiet and space and connection with divine for themselves, but constantly telling their child to do that. Um, that's not effective parenting. It's been shown and documented with parenting book after parenting expert after parenting book after parenting expert that when we tell our kids to do as we say, not as we do, it's ineffective. The children are going to learn to do what we do. So it is my probably an unpopular opinion that doing these things with your kids is not necessarily the best way to go about getting them to actually implement them, embrace them, and then do them themselves on their own, self-motivated throughout their lifetime. I spend all of my career working with women on reprogramming their brain and nervous system so that they have the ability to take care of themselves on all levels, right? Without struggle. So when, I, when I'm working with a woman and I'm trying to help her implement this stuff, I'm undoing a lot of the things that she learned from her parents. So it's really cool if we can start out doing this the right way. So I, I, as much as, as we all want to go, okay, well, I'm going to buckle down and we're going to do yoga with my kids and I'm going to do meditation with my kids and I'm going to do journaling with my kids. It's much more effective for your kids to see you doing this for you. It is the opposite of the old paradigm of do as I say, not as I do right? It's do as I do. And I'm not going to spend my time trying to tell you what to do. If you don't want to take care of yourself, you're not going to feel as good. Um, it's that kind of um, love and logic parenting. Hey, Bren. Hey, Anna. Yes, Anna says, absolutely. Um, if you've ever read Parenting with, with Love and Logic, it's a really old book. Um, it's kind of abstract in the way that it teaches you to apply these parenting skills. Um, but it's it's really the um it's one of the first parenting books that introduced the kind of parenting that experts now agree is the most effective way to parent lovingly without constantly telling kids what to do and burning yourself out. So set the example. Number one, first and foremost, when my kids see me stressed out and I have a bunch of responsibilities, right? I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a single mom of three. I have five cats. I have my own house and I run my own online business. I always have a million things that I can do. But if I 
show them that when I am very, very stressed and very, very busy, that I know and I embrace and I embody that the best thing for me to do is stop doing stuff and take care of myself so that my energy is in flow. And then my kids see me come out of whatever practice I use to do that. And I use them all, right? Reiki, journaling, meditation, yoga, like the whole thing. Whichever thing I do and I come back and my kids see me then able to move through my day without resistance, that is going to cement into them so deeply. And remember that, again, this is maybe not the most popular opinion. A lot of parents want to see their kids doing this stuff right now to feel successful as parents. That's not our real goal, okay? I know that feels rewarding, but um, they come around if it's in their alignment. Anna says, I needed this reminder tonight. Thank you. Oh, yay. I actually was thinking of you because I saw you doing yoga with your boys on that post a couple days ago. So um, I'm glad that this resonates. Um, our, our goal is not to get our kids to do something right now. Think of how many people grew up playing soccer all the time or being a cheerleader or, you know, running track or doing karate, right? Their parents made that a priority and they did that all their life, all through school. They were the kid that was like really good at it. Very few of those people grow up to do that continually throughout their lives. I would say the one exception I see pretty consistently is dance. And I bet Bren would agree with that. Dance is one thing that I see if young people are doing that all their lives, they crave it and continue it all their lives typically. But with a lot of these other sports and activities, kids just don't follow through because it was constantly an adult telling them what to do and instructing them about how and when to do it and transporting them and making it a priority. And it wasn't really their drive. So I would say number one is set the example. The second thing is to provide tools and opportunity, okay? I know that not everybody homeschools. I know that that's a beautiful blessing in my life. This is our 10th year of homeschooling. It's, I'm so grateful for this in my life. It's one of my favorite things. But I do know also that a lot of families have either been forced to or are more and more often considering um, homeschooling or some version of it, right? Online school, so many new things provide opportunity. Here's a really great example. And I actually put this as a regular weekly reminder in my phone at a random hour when I know we're going to be doing school. And I'll just say to my kids, I'll go like totally casually. This is not me saying like, you need to make time for this. This is what makes you feel good. Because again, you want this to come from their own inner voice, right? Their own inner experience. So I will just say, girls, I want to remind you, if you would like to do yoga, meditation, journaling, or any other mindful activity for school today, please let me know and I will create the space and time for you to do so. This is a balance, right? Because we can't expect kids to be adults. This is why I'm a coach for adults, right? My adult women still need me to be a little bit of an outside voice. Um, but I would say like 95% of it needs to come from inside. So that's why I just give this weekly reminder. It's like, hey, totally up to you. But they also hear me saying in other times, like, I feel so much better when I do this for myself. My whole day flows so much better if I start with some kind of gratitude or Reiki or mindfulness activity. They see me living it and talking about it in reference to myself. 
So setting the example sometimes means not just doing it, but talking about yourself doing it a lot, which <laughs> I, I forgot to write down because I do that so naturally. This is a part of how I parent. So set the example, do these things yourself and talk about it as if like, you know, you're narrating your own life. It's kind of an awkward thing at first, but you will get used to it. And then pro provide tools and opportunities. Um, for anybody who's watching and wants to provide tools and opportunities, you can have certain YouTube channels that you know you really like that do certain exercises or meditations or a meditation app. Um, you can have DVDs of yoga or meditation. Um, I have books for my kids, some that are adult books, some that are kid books that are about yoga that they have access to. Um, some other really great things to just get them in the mindset of spirituality, um, mindfulness, all of those things are like reading about sacred geometry or watching inspirational videos or listening to philosophers. So you could have them listening to um, you know, people doing speeches and, and philosophy speeches. Hey, Natalie, um, you can, um, Spirit Science is a great YouTube channel that I think is pretty kid-friendly. I am very much a parent who lets my kids know what the real world is at a very young age, so definitely make your own decision on that. Um, there was another one, Spirit Science. Anna, what's the other one? I just was looking at it the other day. I'll put it in the comments. I can't remember. I was just watching a video by them the other day. Um, it's it's illustrated. They like illustrate it almost like a cartoon as the video goes. I can't think of it. Anyways, Natalie says this is all so good. It's amazing. Um, again, we are not looking to see our kids just pop up and do this today at 5, 6, 7, 10, 12, or 13 years old. We want to, them to start feeling the need to do this. We want them to see us needing to do this and craving this and following through with doing this in our lives. And we want to provide opportunity and tools and a little bit of a gentle guiding voice. But we want their voice to 95% of it come from inside. So we don't want to be helicopter parents around this. Um, the third thing is, again, something that kind of goes back to that love and logic parenting um, frame. And that is to be a mirror. Now, this is all stuff that is excellent to do with anybody. Um, when you talk about communication, healthy relationships, parenting, it's all the same thing, right? So I find myself doing this, I mean, in communication with doctors or healthcare professionals or my spouse or partner or a friend. It really does spread out to every area of your life. But for kids, it's fun, right? Because we love our kids so much. We do so much for them. Um. And it's fun with other people too, but you never know how how other adults are going to react. They may kind of fall out of your life, whereas our kids really don't have a choice to do that. So they kind of have to put up with us, right, in a fun and loving way. Um, so being a mirror is number three. What does that mean? Um, I will very regularly say things to my daughters. And, and again, I parent my daughters with really high levels of ex, um, respect, really high levels of expectation. I speak to them like they're coherent, comprehensive adults. Um, not everybody approaches parenting like this, but I find it to be very effective and empowering for the children, okay? I will say things to, for example, my daughter that just turned 14. If she's got an attitude, I'll be like, you know, it seems like you're really not jiving and you're not in the flow today. 
I'm so sorry about that. I hope you can figure out something that works for you. Sounds kind of like a bitchy thing to say, okay? <laughs> um, I know that when I started implementing this kind of parenting style, this being a mirror and really just, it's almost like rubbing salt in the wound. It's like taking their problem and putting it in front of them and saying, I, I'm so sorry that's not working out for you and making them kind of feel bad. Um, but what it does is it brings it from, first of all, their subconscious to their, their conscious brain. This is a big deal. This is, this is a huge deal, especially as they're neurologically developing. I won't get into the science. You might actually fall asleep. I find it thrilling. If you'd like to talk more about the science of neurological development and how that sets um, patterns for our behavior for the rest of our lives, I will talk to you for hours. For this conversation, just know that bringing this awareness from their subconscious to their forefront of their mind is a huge deal and will help them lifelong to understand when they get out of flow. So when you see your kids getting out of flow and freaking out and trying to put it on you, which they do more and more as they get older, you can just be like, whoa, I'm having a really good day and I just, this is kind of bringing me down. So I'm, I'm going to go do some stuff. Uh, I hope you figure this out. Let me know if you need some suggestions. And you're just putting it back to them. This is is doing a lot of things. It's moving it from their subconscious to their forefront of their mind. It's telling them in a very indirect way that, like, I see that you're not happy. So you must know that. And it also eliminates them putting the responsibility on you, which is a really big deal in parenting. Um. There's a chapter in the Love and Logic parenting book called Problem, Problem, Who Owns the Problem? And children are masters of making their problems our problems because they know every button that we have, every single one. They are masters at pushing all our buttons to where we feel like we have to problem solve on behalf of them. And so starting from a very young age, and I mean like, one, two, and three years old in my parenting, I teach my kids like, hey, it seems like you might have a problem. You're kind of freaking out. Um, go ahead and have your fit in the bedroom in a safe way. I'll be here if you need me. Um, and and this just takes it off of your shoulders and and then they have to own their shit. And um, this is a big deal. And this helps to um create awareness so they can grow up and be mindful and make their own choices, mostly led by seeing you as an example. Um, but it also allows you to have a much healthier relationship with your children, especially as they grow older and become more independent. So as young as you can start this, I would say do it. So three things. One, set the example. Stop what you're doing and get yourself in the flow. Talk about what you're doing verbalize like narrate your life oh my gosh everything is going wrong everything's taking 10 times as long i keep dropping things i'm so frustrated with other people that must mean that i need to stop and take care of myself and then just like walk out of the room your kids won't say anything but they won't do anything but that is planting seeds in their little brains that grow like weeds okay provide tools and opportunity and very minimal verbal suggestion like um having books dvds youtube channels different apps whatever you have for mindful activities that you like and that you've approved as a parent 
tell your kids about them, maybe watch one video with them or do one with them, but then just be like, you know, I, I want these here for you. You know, these are things that I like to use as tools to keep myself well. Let me know if you want to use them sometime. And then maybe once a week, like just as a reminder, feel free to use some of your spell t- spare time to do a mindful activity to get yourself in the flow if you want to feel really good. Something like that, like totally cash, so casual, okay? And number three is be a mirror. When they are freaking out and you know they need to do this, bite your tongue until it bleeds if you have to. Do not say, go do some yoga. I tried that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You are taking their problem, you're owning it, and then they don't have to deal with it anymore because you took that energy. So just be a mirror. Be like, whoa, you seem to not be doing so well. I wonder what you should do about that. Let me know if you need a suggestion and walk away. Leave them with their jaws agape and walk away. Sometimes I run. I will literally run out of the room before they can respond. Um, because it leaves them, it, they're thinking words, which is another chapter in that book, right? Thinking words instead of telling them what to do. Let them solve their own problems. So um, I hope this is helpful. I might share this one on my timeline, actually, because it's really cool to parent in this way. It, it, I can see it in the, all the ages of my children, my 14-year-old, my 10-year-old, and my 5-year-old, that we have so much healthier relationships because I don't own their problems. They have to deal with their own shit. And, and it's a really important skill for them to learn. And the younger, the better. The younger, the better. So does anybody have any questions? I think that's it. I'm really excited for this. And let me know if you've ever done any of this stuff. I wonder if sometimes when I speak to my children in this manner, I get some very bizarre looks from other parents at the store. So I wonder if any of our parents in here use this kind of parenting strategy because it's very fun and it's very effective and very cool. Thank you for tuning in to the Quantum Health and Mindset Podcast today. Ladies, if you took the time to listen to this, it means you really care about yourself. Congratulations on taking a small step to putting yourself first. If you liked what you heard, we'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes. Thanks again for joining us. And don't forget to check out my free Facebook group, Quantum Health, Healing, and Happiness for Women.